Hi everyone, uh, welcome to the Business for Builders podcast. My name's Max Peterson, CEO of Smith & Sons Remodeling Experts. Welcome to you if you're in YouTube land. Uh, look, I just want to talk today, uh, specifically ask you the question, you know, I, I before I get to the question, you know, I think that one of the variables of success uh, in the construction industry, because that's where I've spent 30 plus years of my life, is self-awareness, believe it or not. You know, I've seen some some guys that uh, have got into the business and are very good on the tools, but would never make a building company owner. Never would be a general contractor that would you know consistently take a a general contracting business and see it grow. You know, two or three x every year on year on year to to, to the point where it does develop. Uh, you know, I've seen the guy I did my apprenticeship with. I started in nineteen eighty nine. And, uh, you know, Phil was building bridges at a golf course on the Gold Coast. Uh, and today he's he's building, you know, 36-story high-rises, you know, on the Gold Coast. So, you know, I've seen, I've seen both ends of the scale, uh, you know, a fairly significant successes and guys that have just very much plateaued, hit a ceiling. And so, you know, I think, I think if you're in the general contractor business, you've got to, you know, like I was going to say, the question you've got to ask is, or the statement that I'd like to make is that, Self-awareness is the variable of success. Uh, what you'll find is if you've been in the game 5, 10, 15 years and you're not really, you're just, you and a one, you're a one-man band, you might have another carpenter working you know, for you and you might have a carpenter's helper and you just feel like you're, you're going around the mountain. And look, if you're happy with that, then I'm not going to you know, bust your balls over that. It's it, good for you. you know, if that's keeping your family fed and it's give you some element of lifestyle, then actually that's not a bad deal for you. And that's great because that means you're aware of how far you want to push the envelope. But I have seen guys that have tried to double down and, you know, run a large general contracting business and for whatever reason uh, that mostly revolve around their personality or their their human characteristics. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of bullish general contractors that don't necessarily make very good oh, matter of fact, one comes to mind straight away. Um, and he was a knucklehead. Uh, he might have been very good at what he does, but his human resources or his 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 ability to manage and build a good team that would stay with him long term was nil. And uh, and he was just a framing and foundation crew. And so you know, I think when I guess you don't know what you don't know. So you know, you're trying to build a business, and you're like, why am I constantly hitting the ceiling? Why am I not getting through? Uh, and it has a lot to do with, you know, what, what you understand. And this is why it's super difficult for general contractors. And, of, of course, in this day and age now with YouTube and podcasts and everything like that, it's easy to get access to information. Uh, however, it's difficult to qualify the information because if you don't know anything about marketing and some dude gets on there and starts talking about marketing, you're probably just going to assume that he knows what he's talking about. Um, so if you're going to you know, go and look for information, you need to look at it holistically. You need to look at it from several different angles. Um, you know, If you find a resource online that's going to educate you about marketing, you probably want to check out their Instagram and their Facebook and you know, maybe just look at you know, what they're talking about as far as content. And does it line up with maybe several other providers or information providers online that can help you, you, know, you know, build that? So I think what you've got to understand, so for me personally, something that I learn you know, several years ago was that I am, I definitely wasn't an academic. Sitting in a classroom was not what, it wasn't my strong suit. Um, I left school in grade 11, so I didn't graduate. Uh, but I, I thought I was stupid back then. But once I got on a building site and I was able to learn shit quickly, then I started to figure out then, I, I actually, you know, 
was very much a you know someone who could see something and would it would then it would then I would comprehend the process I would lock and load and I would duplicate that exactly and so you know I think when when I sort of looked at that what that that then made me a good carpenter so this is if you're a carpenter and you just do foundations and frames, it's very much wash, rinse and repeat. And you might be working for a general contractor because he does, you know, 10 or 12 homes a year. So you, you've got a really good relationship. And I think that's great. And I think if you're a subcontractor carpenter in that position, you need to ensure that, you know, and, and if you're, and specifically if you're happy doing that and you've got a good crew of guys and you're very good at human resource management and you're making the kind of money that you want to make, that's, that's a really good groove. But if you're like me, <clears throat> who got 20 years in doing frames and you know, doing exterior siding and soffits, and and then doing carpentry finishing. So I was doing the full, you know, the full range of, of carpentry work on homes. I, if you're the guy or the gal that's got tired of working for a general contractor, you'll do what I did, and you went and got a builder's license, uh, or you went out on your own and you started dealing with, uh, you know, retail renovations, etc. Uh, that is certainly where you know you'll jump out of one vocation like a framing or foundation carpenter or finishing carpenter you'll jump into wanting to deal with retail and if 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 you don't understand that your obligations are going to change 180 degrees when you start dealing retail you will go, you will be a statistic you will either you'll do one or two things you'll either go out of the business broke or you will jump back into framing and foundations now there's one guy in the last, I've been talking to him for the last two years and he's been a bit flip and flop and he sort of, yes, yes, I think Smith & Sons franchise is a good idea for general contractors. Uh, and then he then he sort of shies away and, and goes back to doing what he was doing. But he was a classic example whereby he, he was doing exactly that, framing and foundation, felt that he could make better money, set himself up with a better lifestyle for him and his family. He went and got a builder's license, changed across. He did two homes, only two homes, both of which had massive challenges uh, and mostly to do with money. Funny that. Uh, clients debating, clients arguing, and I'm sure, I don't know whether you get that or not. Maybe you're nodding up and down or maybe you're nodding side to side. But what we find is, and, and this guy was doing cost plus contracts as well, so it's always on either the second to last payment or the last payment, depending on how large it is, uh, they will start to get sort of some arguments, some debate about what's included and how come I'm getting charged so much and you're making too much money. And I'm sure you've heard those stories. Uh, so he did two homes uh, and and then uh, got tired of the pressure. And so this is the other thing, you know, for you as a general contractor, if you'd like to move from framing and foundation or finishing and go across to retail thinking there's going to be more money with less stress, you're out of your freaking mind because it's completely the opposite. Uh, and this is why we as Smith & Sons talk about the necessary or the importance of having a, a good systemized approach to doing business as it relates to directly with retail and also understanding the science and psychology that's tied in with what we do, with how we message, with how we go about closing sales. There's more to it than just price. If you're out there and you're working directly for homeowners, i.e. retail, and you are just focused on being the cheapest, you are losing, you are losing money, you are losing your mind, you are losing your free time. It's just lose, lose, lose. It's a downward cycle. And so I'd like to try and rattle your cage today and get you thinking a little different. Uh, it won't be overnight that you will reconcile the fact that you're, you feel like your life sucks and the fact that you're competing on price and price only and you're not demonstrating value. And so, you know, I, I think that comes down to self-awareness and how it is that you're going to, uh, I guess, negotiate with the marketplace, how you finesse those contacts as they come in. And, and here's the deal. If you like, you know, uh, 
if you say, Max, I'm not doing that. I look, I'm I'm done with this. I've been doing it five years. Then this is that's a self awareness moment. You've got to come to the realization and say, I want my weekends back. I want my evening back. I want to just do one foundations and frame project every three to four weeks or whatever the case may be, one a month, one every six weeks. And I want to be able to, you know, grab my dirt bike and, and just head out into the woods and do what I do and camp. So this is the self-awareness thing. It's like, you know, and and, and if you're a if you're a guy or a gal and you've got a partner who's not necessarily involved in building the business. Um, like I, I didn't, my wife wasn't involved, you know, at all in operations. You really does, you've got to figure out if there's pressure coming from your partner, then you might have to take it down a notch because the clients and your workers and your staff are getting so much from you and the people that mean the most to you are not. And if you can't reconcile that, I was blessed enough to have a wife who was actually in the trade. She was a drywaller, high five. And so she understood the dynamics of a construction business at some level, which made it a lot easier for me um, to to operate autonomously and, you know, just go and tear it up in the business sector without getting the, you know, the pressure and the pushback saying you're spending so much time on the job or at the office or whatever, not enough time at home. I didn't get that. You know, it was really for us, it was a, you know, we divide and conquer. And of course, we got six kids, so she has her hands full. So, you know, it worked out for us because of our personalities, because of our background, everything like that. So I was always, and I still do, you know, look at it, but, you know, our youngest is now 11. And so, you know, we've got a couple of that are out of home and things are sort of moving on. So, um, you know, you've got to look at your situation. You can't just keep dissing the fact that your partner doesn't, you know, doesn't appreciate you not being around because eventually what you're going to lose is you're going to lose your business and your relationship. And that, that's, that's, that's not a good deal. That's a bad move. You, you need to fix that shit because that's going to end up, you, you're not going to be happy with the decisions that you made. So, you know, good decisions, good outcomes, bad decisions, bad, bad outcomes. Please don't prioritize cash at bank over relationships. Um, if you do, um, you're not like me. Um, we're, we're in the long game, guys and gals. It's, this is not about, you know, achieving this thing in five minutes. You know, you'll get another job because you'll bid a low price and then you'll curse yourself the whole time you're doing the job because you're not making enough money. That's a short-term maneuver. You've got to be thinking two, five, even 10 years ahead. Think generational. You know, I got into this business three years ago where we went where we went open to the public. And, you know, from, the, from day one, I was all about the long game. I was all about building legacy over currency. I was always about you know, setting up an infrastructure whereby, you know, um, you know, some of my kids might want to get involved in the business at some stage. It was always, it was never about making a big buck straight away. I had to make some bucks straight away because otherwise I wasn't going to live. You need to do the same thing. But I want you to understand you need to have those, it needs to be binary. This is why, you know, I say this, you know, we put out on some memes and things like that, legacy over currency. And then there's some people say, yeah, but you need currency. And all... They confuse the fact that I put legacy over currency and stating that, you know, and mis- misunderstanding that I said currency is not important. I am a capitalist, absolutely. But I'm going to play the game and make decisions in accordance with legacy just one step ahead of currency. I will leave money on the table if I am going to get a dividend in five to seven years. I will play that game. I will make that decision because as much as I, again, here's here's binary. I am absolutely committed to doing as much as I can in one day and almost overloading myself. And at the same time, I'm patient for the plan that I put together to be able to come to fruition in five to seven years. See, what that does is that then gives me some solace. I'm like, I'm doing everything I can today. 
but if in the event that you know it doesn't happen as quick as I'd like it to, that's okay because I've set a five-year goal. So you know, if you haven't got that in your capacity, you either are not going to do that because you just disagree with what I'm saying, or you've never been informed of that, and now you're kicking back in your chair going, I've never thought of it that way. Just like uh, you know, you 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 see something over and over again, and then someone with another set of eyes makes a comment, and you're like, I never thought of it like that. And this is why it's so important that I think if you're a GC and you've been in the business for ten years, you're still kicking the can around the way that the guy who got you into the business or the gal that introduced you to the industry did it, and you've not changed it over two years, and you've not seen any progress. That's that's just that's why you need to go. Hang on, I need to take stock. I need to do an audit of myself. And then I need to go and figure out why my business. You need to go and do your own gap analysis. Look for your own deficiencies. And if you've got a head in the sand, it's just a lose-lose. You're never going to win that. Um, you're never going to change. You're never going to want to change. So what I say, you know, if I've seen guys uh, come into this business, what's happened is the process is this. People that say no to the franchise opportunity with Smith & Sons as general contractors, the pain of staying the same is less than the pain of change. However, the minute that the pain of change becomes less than the pain of staying the same, probably 100% of the time, they will walk into the business and get cracking with Smith & Sons. So whilst you're moderately happy with how you're doing business and you perceive the pain of change to be greater than the pain of staying the same, you will never change. Until you're honest with yourself and you go, I need to make a change, now the pain of change is actually a lot less than the pain of staying the same. The pain of staying the same is greater. Uh, and so you're like, easy easy decision to make. I'm going to go in and make some changes and I'm going to actually change my course. And you know what? There's something refreshing about making a significant change in the way you go about doing business. I, I think what it can do is it can instill hope back into you. Whereas if you go and do 2022 the same as you did 2021 because that's what you did in 2020, you already know what's coming. You already know you know, that you're not going to make any money. You're already going to know that you're not making good lifestyle. You already know that you haven't got enough time for the family and to maybe buy the toys that you want to buy. So it's like, why do you keep doing the same thing? Why do you keep knocking nails into wood and metaphorically doing business the same way? Change. You need to change. You need to do some assessment and then you need to embrace change uh, and, and not negotiable. Like the guys that come into the business with me and they, they do not question how we go about it, are the guys that are winning jobs, and I guarantee at least double the markup that you're making, sometimes three times the markup that you're making. Those guys succeed. The guys that want to argue and debate and and come up with estimating ideas and what sort of software we should use instead of the one that we're using, those guys spend more of their time looking at shit that's irrelevant and you just bought into a business. Why are you going to start reinventing and redesigning? Why didn't you do that before you joined Smith & Sons? So, you know, if you're out there debating and all you're doing is thinking below the line, and this is the other kicker too, if you have got an abundance mindset, there is opportunity that is on the table that you are more than welcome to take advantage of. Um, If you have a negative and a poverty mindset, you will lose. You just will. You just get up in the morning and life's a bitch. And you're never going to win that. You've got to be optimistic. Optimism and uh, positivity has to get louder. If you just keep doing what you're doing and then you're complaining because nothing's changing... You seriously need to look yourself in the mirror and give yourself an uppercut because you're the problem. You are bottlenecking your own business.
So, you know, I would urge you, and look, you know, what happens is sometimes mindsets take a long time to change. So I don't want to leave, I don't want to leave on a negative note. So what I'd encourage you to do is if you do the bare minimum and just expose yourself to the fact that you have a negative outlook. Now, I don't know what's going on in your life either, and I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm not, I'm not your guru. Um, so you need to go and figure some of that out for yourself. But if you've got some experiences in your life that have really uh, downgraded you from an abundance positive mindset to a negative poverty mindset, then that's the first thing you're going to need to change because the way you think determines the way you feel. The way you feel determines your actions and activities. So if you are thinking negatively, you will feel like shit and you will do nothing to change. Fact. It's just the way it is. Whereas if you flip that and you're positive and you're optimistic and you're associating with other good people uh, that then make you feel good about yourself and the possibilities, let's say in the marketplace, because we're talking about general contracting and construction, what you're going to find yourself doing is going out there and starting to do little things that begin to bring about change. Change will not happen overnight. It, for the most part, will not happen in a, uh, a large amount. It's a period of taking small steps. And this is where we talk about consistency and persistency. There's a lot of things that you're going to have to learn if you're going to be successful at a different level to what you already are. Uh, you know, I took up CrossFit a little while ago. It bothers the shit out of me. It's got gymnastics into it. And I am not a gymnast. Like, and it literally, it pisses me off. I freaking hate it. But I am trying to reconcile the fact that if I don't make time for my wellness, I will, will have to make time for my illness. And I don't like how that rolls. So, you know, I keep talking about my coach that I'm trying to uh, undo the negative mindsets that I have towards this coaching. Uh, and I'm a work in progress. And I would urge you to not beat yourself up, but just understand that you're in work. You're a work in progress as it relates to general contracting. Um, very similar to the way I'm a work in progress when we're talking about getting, you know, getting better, getting fitter, getting faster, getting stronger. So, uh, look, I'd encourage you to start thinking positive, and I would encourage you to say that to yourself: you can be better. You can, you can do it. You know, bigger. Uh, to be very self-aware and understand your limitations and your capacities. You know, um, you know, we've there's. You know, I look to look at my own gaps personally, and then uh, I find staff that can help me out. You can't do it all on your own, uh, and you want to find some people that are positive. It's just great to have people around you that are positive. If you've got people around you that are negative, you need to stay away from them or disconnect from them, and you certainly need to replace them with some positive. And I hope this this show can actually be some of that for you as you're driving to work at the moment, thinking it's just another day. Um, and uh, I'd love to see you know, you bring about some change in your own business and in your own personal life as well. If you're like me, you know, maybe you're not, but I'm definitely the laziest motivated guy you know. I want the most return out of the least amount of work, if I was to be completely honest. Now, in saying that, I love to work. I mean, there's, there's, I love the challenge of what I do. I don't necessarily like to work hard in the gym, however. I want the most results I can in the gym for the least amount of work. That's probably not going to reconcile, and that's what I've got to overcome. So you know you need to understand that if you're going to get big results in the building and construction industry, there is going to be a price that you're going to have to pay, just like I've got to pay a price in the gym. And so, um, you know, I think today, if that's a, a little bit of a slap in the face, I understand it, but I hopefully it can be something towards positive. We're all a work in progress. You never will stop. If you want to continue to grow and you want to continue to have an upward tra trajectory, then you, you, you're never going to cease learning. There is always something that you're going to be able to sort of take on board that's going to improve um, your ability, improve the ability you have in your business to do better, better things, to do greater things. And then I would urge you at the same time to be very patient with yourself, just like I've got to be patient with myself in the gym and just 
keep putting one foot in front of the other. And the thing is too, with me in the gym, I've got a great coach. So I would urge you, that's, that's a key to success because if it was just me doing exercise at home, it would never happen. I would find something else to do. So go and find someone that you can follow, someone that you can speak to, someone that you can get guidance, someone you can get encouragement from. And uh, I think you'll go a long way if, if you want to build something great in the construction industry. My name's Max. Thanks for spending time with me. Uh, you know, Feel free to uh, send us an email. My email is max at businessforbuilders.ca. Leave a comment, subscribe, hit the notifications bell. We put this out once a week. We want to add value to you and your life and your business. And so we want you to go out there and build a kick-ass business. See you next time. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,